Right, Talk Derby to me podcast, uh, another one today, football's, football's coming back tomorrow and uh, a man who's been connected to local football for a, a fair few years now is, is Don Amot. How are you? How are you, Don? I'm good, Blake. Still working at my age, but uh, yeah, it's good. You know, we're obviously busy with the uh, caravans and hopefully we can get the caravan parks open on the 4th of July, so we're, we're quite busy at the moment. How have you, have you found lockdown and in the current situation we we're in have you have you managed to keep busy yeah it's been very hard it's been uh, we're a real family company so you know the staff we've been trying to look after and uh, but it's nice to be back and you know everybody's health comes first so we, we've done everything right in fact on the caravan parks uh, I think out of about 40 staff we've only furloughed uh, about three staffs, then we've upped the wages so they, they, they get the 100% wages. So it's, uh, but it's been hard work, you know, we're ready to get back to some type of normality, to be honest. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm the same now. We just had a quick chat before and, yeah, I think I just want a, a pint and some normality now. <laughs> get down the pub and have a pint with your friends. Yeah, that's all I want now, Don. How long yeah. is it? How long is it? If, I know it was your father that you took over the business from. How long is it that you've been involved now with, with the caravan uh, business? Uh, well, uh, the company started in 1963, uh, so I was 14 at the time. I joined the company about when I was 16. Um, unfortunately, I lost my father at a really early age uh, in 1975. <clears throat> so um, I took over in 1975 and to this day, and uh, like I say, it's still a family company. I work here. Uh, my nephew, my daughter, my sister. So we, it, it, you know, we, we're very proud of our family connections, and especially, you know, as everybody knows, I, I, I love Derby as well. So it's it's lovely. Whereabouts in? Did you grow up in Derby? Because someone told me the other week that you went to school in Chatterston. Yep, I was I was born in Cowsley Road in uh, Chatterston. Wow. I, uh, I went to Row Farm Junior School, and then I. Um, I went to Olive Eden, or as it's called today, uh, Leesbrook. Oh, okay. And I left there in 1964. So, but great time. Really good. I'm really proud of me uh, being born in Chadden. And uh, as everybody says, you know, being a Chad lad, it's really good. Yeah, I'm really proud of it. I mention it on almost every podcast. So, yeah, I'm. Uh... <laughs> it's surprising when you get into it, you tell them where you come from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, as I always say, if I, if I meet somebody in town, if they're a, a lad, I'm telling from Chad. If it's a, a lady, I say I'm from Oakwood. Good thinking. I'm a bit old for that, but it's good thinking. I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> How much is the the, the business growing? So. Um, I know you've done really well. I mean, it's it's massive. I've I've been to the site in in Hilton. It's twenty odd acres, isn't it? And it's yeah. it's massive. But how much has it grown since you first got involved? Oh, it's grown enormously. I said we're still here. We've got about twenty five acres of showground here. Uh, we've got a building company as well. We um, which nobody knows right about really. We did have quite. Uh, but our main business is Caravan Parks in Lincolnshire. And to give people some idea, is I think we own about over a thousand acres of land in Lincolnshire. We've got seven caravan parks. Um, they're all manicured gardens, golf courses, fishing lakes, 
um, indoor swimming pools, fitness centres. So it's, it's really grown a lot. That's incredible because even as being a local lad who's aware of you myself, even I didn't know it was that fast, the, no. the operation. No, it's really massive. It's, uh, it, but it's a, good, it's a good industry. It's, re- it's a real fun industry. And, uh, everybody helps everybody. So um, it, it's a pleasure to be in it, actually, because you know, people go on the holidays and uh, they're all, mainly they're in a good mood if it's sun shining. So it, it's really enjoyable. Do you think it will boost your business, what's, what's happening at the minute, and people staying in, in Britain for holidays and, and trying to stay in, and stay local? Do you think it'll, your business will pick up off the back of that? Yeah, long, long term, everybody's business in this industry will. I mean, we, we've obviously got the, uh, the problems at the moment, and that, I think they'll continue for a few months. You know, Unfortunately, people are going to lose their jobs and there's going to be a few redundancies. But long term, I think a lot, a lot of people want to take UK holidays now and uh, uh, they don't want to go on the aeroplanes and the problems they're going to have, or not the problems, the inconvenience they're going to have at airports. So I think holidays in the UK will boom in the next few years. Yeah. Alongside um, being known for, you know, for the, the caravan business, I've, I've, since I was young, I followed Derby County and Derbyshire Cricket Club and Burton Albion. Then you've always you've always had a hand in in local sport. What was the, the first what was the first kind of step up to to being involved in local sport? Well, I I played I still play walking football. Some some people say I invented it when I was seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I've always played good local football. And uh, still a few few years ago when I stopped. But uh, I, I've always loved sport, especially football and cricket, and. Uh, like with Derby County, our family goes back a long, long, long way. Um, we used to sponsor Derby County. My, my, my late father used to be a very, very close friend of Harry Storers. It, so you can tell how far back we go yeah. to Derby County. And, uh, good days, good memories as well. Yeah, so was it, was it Derby, Derby County the first team you kind of, when you kind of get on the board and, and uh, get involved with the, like the decision making and financially was it Derby County your, your first involvement no really it's a good question that. the first one officially was Burton Albion okay but way back in the early days say going in the 1980s and what have you I my very close friend used to be the chair, chairman of West Ham for a long time a gentleman called uh, Terry Brown and if you go back in the records um, I used to help Terry a lot, but if you look at Derby County's records, the amount of players that went from Derby County to West Ham in that era, there was quite a lot. Yes. And uh, so what Terry used to t- ask me, if we've got any good players, we'll let him know. Well, I said, well, I've got no qualifications whatsoever. <laughs> it says, Don, it's dead easy. If the crowd like a player, he's a good player. So, you know, obviously Igor went to West Ham, uh, Kitson. Yes. Um, God, there's one or two more. Uh, one so Chop. It, yeah, One Chop went in there. Oh, God, I forget who the... Anyway, quite a few went. Yeah. So I did that. But then I got uh, invited to join the board of uh, Burton Albion. So that was a time when they moved from the old ground to the new ground. And I must say, it was really enjoyable, you know, working with Ben Robinson. Um, 
Then I uh, I stayed there for about two or three years. Then I got I, I got a call. Did I want to join the consortium up to Derby County over? And with Derby being my team, it, it was it was a no brainer. Really, really loved it. Good times. Really fun. Yeah, it's like you say, no brainer. But obviously, being a bit a successful businessman and loving Derby County, sometimes it could be a bit of a, like a clash you, do you know what I mean your business interest versus your love of Derby County did you find that difficult no not really actually because when I was a part of the consortium I think I was very lucky because when I moved in with the consortium I more or less I didn't really want to get involved in everyday things so I was very happy to invest my money and um then I formed a real good relationship with with the players, with the fans, because <clears throat> I think I'm, I'm just a normal working lad from Chadderston, and uh, I, and a supporter of the club. And I used to, you know, after the matches, I used to go down to Exeter Arms. Yes, I, and it was so funny. You know, if it got beat, you, you had to buy your own drinks. If you'd won, somebody always bought you pints. <laughs> it, it, it was just the camaraderie it, it, it was such fun and then I formed a really close relationship with all the players and and they became friends and they're still friends today you know it's but every other week I, I get a call from Stevie Howard or Matt Oakley or Stephen Bywater or Paul Pesh and we've become really close friends you know not just with the players but with the families and we've got some great tales you know and how we did things and and it was just just fun, really fun. And I think in sport, you've got to have fun. You know, it's not life and death. If you lose, if you lose a football match, it's not going to change your life. You know, there's more important yes. issues in your life. And you try to portray this to the players, and and chill it, chill out. You know, I had a, I had a great relationship with Billy Davis, and really, Billy really. He really had an attitude problem, but I'll tell you what, what a great manager and a great football coach. Absolutely brilliant. Do you know what, we've had, recently we've had um, Dean Leacock come on, um, Lee Camp, um, one other as well, I can't remember now, but no one has had anything but brilliant things to say. I mean, forget what you see in the press, everyone has been so complimentary about Billy Davis and how he brought them all together to, to get up that season. Brilliant, honestly, and, 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 the, and the, it's so true. It's uh, it, it, honestly, uh, if you speak to the, most of the players, they'll all tell you the same: the best coach they've ever worked under. Yeah. And uh, why? Why he hasn't got a job in football? And, you know, I think if I was still involved in the, a championship club and I wanted to get to the Premiership, it'd be it'd be the first name on the the list of the interview. Yes. The, the, the guy is so good. I know. If you talk to Derby fans, there's different opinions, but I'm telling you, he's a brilliant coach. Yeah, well, I, I said that to, to Campy recently, actually. He said if you were if you brought a championship club now and you wanted top six and playoffs, looking at CVs, he'd definitely be in the top two or three, wouldn't he? He's never really failed. And Campy agreed with me, did he? Yes, he did, yeah. He, he, said, he said he had his... Um, they butted heads occasionally at Derby and Forest, but only... <laughs> But but nothing personal, just about footballing things, and he, neither of them ever took took it personally. And he just said he was just an absolute winner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's very surprised. You know, and I know he's a, 
I do know he's a bit of a marmite character. I do know that, but yeah. he's still a good manager and a coach. And if any, if anybody asked me would I, would they give him a job, yes, I would. Yeah. Were you involved in in um, appointing him at Derby County? Not really. I think that goes a lot goes down to um, Peter Gadsby. And, yeah. Uh, but I met him uh, before he signed with with his wife Martha and his children, and. Um, yeah, so great, and I supported him all the time. And hey, you look at his record; he got Derby County into the Premiership, didn't he? You know, forget forgetting that season, uh, one season in the Premiership. But what, what, what a great time that was in the club's history when you look back. Yes, you know? and yeah, I always think you look. I mean, I've supported Derby since I was eleven, and you look at the good seasons. We, we had about four or five years under Mister Clough. We had that period under Arthur Cox, Jim Smith, um, and then Billy. You know, so perhaps in all our history, we've had about 15, 20 good, good years out of 100 odd. So you've got to give him some credit. Oh, definitely. I'm a massive Billy Day. And I've actually spoke to him about possibly getting him on, and he's going to come back to me. He's, uh, he said he will in the future once he's a bit less busy. So I think that'll be a really interesting chat. At some yeah, point. keep chasing him. I will do, yeah. I am doing <laughs> I will tell them, this might be really interesting. Uh, when, before, when Billy, Billy left Derby County and Paul Jewell came, uh, we were so close to Paul Inspin, Derby County manager. Really? Got, yes, it really, he got, uh, he got, we, uh, with my connections at, to West Ham, um, Adam Pearson said, Don, who, who, who do we get to replace? So I rang by Terry Brown, the chairman, and he says, have a word with Paul Ince. So I had a word with Paul, and I put him and Adam together, and it, Adam interviewed him, because he was chairman, and uh, he, he was offered the job. And I, I remember on the Monday morning, I was driving to Lincolnshire, and Adam rang me, he says, Don, I think I've had a change of mind. And I said, well, he says, I interviewed Paul Jewell yesterday. And uh, do you think Paul Jewell will do a better job than Paul Inns? I said, well, you know my opinion. I think, I think Paul Inns will be brilliant, but it's your choice. You, you, you decide, Adam. You know, it's not my choice anymore. And, uh, and they appointed Paul Jewell. So we were... We were in a whisper of getting Paul Inns, and me and Paul still talk about it today. <laughs> we, we, we see each other in Portugal a lot, and uh, so Paul Inns could have been Derby County's manager. How different things could have been as well, because it was a really pivotal time, wasn't it, the, the yeah, Paul Jewell appointment? Yeah, you, you never know, do you? You never know. Never know. <laughs> we could still be in the Premier League now in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure with Paul Inns it would have been colourful anyway. Oh, oh certainly. Oh, yes, he, he is. Lovely, it, man, lovely man. You were there. How did Nigel Clough come about getting appointed as well? Were you there at the club when that happened? Yes, I was, actually. Um, what happened on that? Uh, did, did he follow Paul Jewell, Blake? He did, didn't he? He did, yeah. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that stuff. I was in Dubai uh, on my Christmas holiday with... Uh, was it Christmas? Anyway, I was on in Dubai with my wife Mary, and the phone rang, and it was Adam saying, um, 
were looking for a new manager, what did I think of Nigel Clough? And I said, I said it'd be, it'll be a brilliant signing, uh, Adam, because you can't lose. If he, if, he, if he is a success, brilliant. And I said, if, if it didn't work out, people would say, well, then you've given, you know, Mr. Clough's son, Nigel, an opportunity to be, uh, become manager. So then he says, do you know Ben, Rob ben Robertson? I say, yeah, I know him well. So it's like midnight in Dubai. So, so I rang Ben up and could, could Adam speak to Nigel? Yes, he can. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, then, the, uh, then the money came into it about compensation. And I, I arranged that um, with Ben. And, um, and Nigel became the manager. And... Uh, it all happened over a few phone calls in Dubai, and I think Nigel did a, uh, a reasonable job for Derby County, if I'm honest. It was a very difficult time for Nigel to come in, and, it, and from what he was, obviously I don't know, I wasn't in the, in the boardroom, but from what his remit seemed to have been to kind of balance the books and bring some stability, he did a, a brilliant job of it. Yeah, yeah, he did, and uh, like any, unless you're Alex Ferguson, then the time... Football managers get the sack, don't they? Things change and things move on. And uh, but yeah, he did a reasonable job. I've got to say that. And then then it's time for a change. And uh, I mean, I've got to say whoever appointed Frank Lampard, uh, Mr. Morris, what what a, what a brilliant brilliant signing he turned out to be. He brought life into the club, didn't he? Real excitement and. It's brilliant, absolutely he, brilliant. He really did because that summer when um, Derby had got into the playoffs and then and lost in the semi-finals, and then Rawat left under a cloud to go to Stoke, yeah. it was a, a real a, a sad summer for Derby fans. I remember Lampard just lifted before a ball had even been kicked. He kind of lifted all that that grey yeah. and lifted the club before he even picked a team. And and you've got to say a very, he had no experience really. Brave decision, but. Blimey, what a brilliant decision that was. And he, he, he lifted everything, didn't he? Oh, he did. The crowd, the players, the city, and uh, fantastic job he did. Fantastic, I've got to say that. Have you seen much of Derby well, this season? We obviously won't see him now, but have you seen much of them recently? Do you still go down to, to Pride no, Park when you can? No, I very rarely go down. Uh, I say, I'm going to mickle over the most. Then if I've got a space Saturday... I go down to and support Ben Robinson, you know, it's uh, and help him and uh, support the club. So I very, very rarely mm. go to Derby County now. Yeah. Do you, is it just are you involved at Burton Albion now? Or is it is he just sponsoring the club? Uh, I'm a share. I'm still a shareholder in the okay. club. Okay. But, but I'm a sponsor, and uh, Ben and I are very close, and we discuss. If he's, he only brings me when he's got a problem. Look, <laughs> 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 God say. What a well-run club that is. Incredibly, really. yeah. Absolutely. That's off to Ben. Fantastic job. Well, when I first started going to watch him, when they were in the Northern League at Eaton Park in front of 500 people, to say you'd have two years in the Championship, that would have been incredible. And that's a credit to not only Ben, but people like yourself, Don, who invested yeah. in, and put time yeah. into the club. Everybody. Everybody. It's a real... And it's still a real family club. Everybody. It's a lovely atmosphere. And that's... It, you know, I've been a few times last year, and you think, you know, Kevin, Kevin Hector goes, you know, Mick Hopkinson, Ian Storymore. And you see some of the old lads there, and it's, it's great to have a pint with them, and it's good fun.
So, is in an ideal world, Don, would you would you still be involved with Derby County, or did it come to like a natural end? Or yeah, I, th- I think so. I did my bit, um, as everybody knows. Uh, I said to them that they've got to convince me that they can take the club forward, uh, money wise, which you know obviously they've got, got a lot more money than I have, and take the club forward. I'll sell my shares, and um, if you don't, I won't. You dilute the shares, I'm losing my money. I said, oh, that's fine. I said, I am a proper Derby County fan and I want to walk into a pub and say, well, I've done my best for the club. And it must have impressed them. Then they, they rang me up about two days later and said, Don, would you come back on in a different role? We need your connection uh, with the players, with, more so with the fans. So um, I said, yeah, I'd love to, love to do that. Then Sam Rush came along. I worked very well with, with Sam. And, uh, but then <laughs> your interests change and it was time for a change for me. And uh, I was asked then to, would I be interested in helping Midlover Sports out? And I'm still there today and I love doing it. It's, it's like real football and football as I remember it as a, a youngster. So it's yeah, enjoying it. How did how did that first come about? Did did Mickleover approach you for, for some help or did you kinda of go down there and, and see what was going on and, and want to get involved? No, there's a gentleman, the secretary called Tony Shaw came to see me, um, more or less saying, Don, he finished at Derby County, would would you come and be a, a figurehead and um, you know promote the club. I said, oh yeah, I'll do that. Well, they're really good guys. They've got a committee of about six people. And after a few weeks, I said, you don't mind me not being rude. This is a, this is a way forward. This is how you've got to do it. And I'll help you do it if you want me to. So I got more and more involved uh, after running a football club. But we're all volunteers. I mean, we've got a real good committee. They say about six of us and everybody gets on with everybody, you know, you say what you've got to say and everybody's got the different roles in the club and uh, it's, to be honest, we've got a great academy, it's really interesting to build a club up and God, we know we're not going to gain the Football League but, you know, we're in the Northern Premier League, I think we're good enough to get one promotion into the uh, Conference North, which would be a great achievement and it's, uh, we've got a good manager in John McGrath and, and, and John is told he's never under any pressure John, don't worry if you you can't win every match during the season um, if you lose 4-0, don't lose any sleep by it, you know, we'll, we'll kick start the season again and it's good it's really good fun and obviously it's not the pressure on running Mickleover Sports as they are in clubs like Derby County and the championship club, which I mean, the pressure now and the money is incredible, isn't it? Yes. Oh, you've got to say that. Yeah, it is. It's 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 crazy now. The the step up between uh, the non-league clubs and the and the professional clubs. But a, a lot of what goes in and and makes non-league clubs successful is the like the extracurricular stuff they have to do. Um, so putting on events and and raising money to to keep the club going. And since you've come on board at Mickleover, it seems they've really kicked on on doing the the extra. They're getting that extra that funding in done. Yeah, I mean, we, as everybody knows, we do hot, hot August night fireworks, got circuses. But I've got to say, 
we, we get a lot of support from various league clubs. You know, it, it was funny. Last season, I was uh, driving to Midlow and the phone went, went, and it was Eddie Howe from Bournemouth ringing me up and said, Don, who are you playing today? I told him, you know, he said, well, good luck. Let me know how you go on. And, I thought, That's incredible. It's funny, isn't it? You know, he's got a Premiership manager bring, bringing me up, and uh, so, so and, and we've had help from Bournemouth, Sheffield United help us a lot. Uh, Burton Albion, obviously, St Stoke City do. Uh, big Big Darren Moore at Doncaster help us. So it's 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 really it's I can't get over how what fun it is to do it. And you've got to. Be, I've always been a big believer, whether it's selling caravans or you've got to bring enjoyment. Everybody works better with a smile on the face. Yes. And you get the, you'll get the results. What's what's your ultimate aim, Don? Have you got a target for Michelover Sports? Because I was involved in non-league football, at Borowash Fix and Holbrook, and there's these, um, like you say, the, a, lot, a lot of it's voluntary, and these these people that but they all seem to have a dream of seeing the, the team somewhere. Is, is there somewhere you, you see Michelover being, like a, a, a self-sustained club with maybe like a, a 4G pitch or being in the Conference North, like you say, have you got a, a target? Yes, we have. I mean, we, we were going to put a 4G pitch down this season, but obviously with all the, the problems, we've had to postpone that. So, fingers crossed, the business gets back to normality next year. We're hoping we start on a 4G pitch. Um, we want to put a lot of things in the community. We've already got a great junior section. We've got a cricket section. Uh, we've got Derby County ladies um, play play at our ground now. We want to form a bowls club. We've got a tennis club, and we want to put something. I mean, I'm seventy one now. I just want to put something back into the community, and it, it's uh, so. Would I like to get promotion? Yes, I would. I'd love to get promotion, one promotion, and I think that's well, we've done it extremely well. You know, because when you think about it, we we have got the lowest budget in in that league, and yeah. Uh, uh, but we try. Well, this year we've had to reduce our budget even further, uh, and we bring in more young lads in, to, guys who's played in the academy, and uh, it's a way forward. I mean, Derby County are doing the same. Aren't they? They're trying to bring you more young talent through. Yeah, and it's the way to go. It is, and you mentioned the the, the league clubs uh, helping you out at, at Michelover, and you're still involved at, at Burton Albion, and you've yeah. extended your sponsorship during during the the bad times, and that's a, a real boost for for Burton Albion, isn't it? That you can they guaranteed your some sponsorship because they they could struggle with with obviously having yeah. no the attendances. Yeah, you've got to do it. You know, you you got to, you want to support people, and the, that's why we did Burton Albion again. You know. Um, which we said, yeah, hey, we'll, we'll renew our sponsorship and we'll do it immediately and we'll pay for it. And you know, and you, get, you get it back. You want to be nice to people, and uh, we get rewarded. I mean, but Jake Books is the manager now, and it was quite funny actually. Jake rang me up the other day and says, "Oh, thanks for your support, Doug. We'll, we'll um, I promise you, we'll bring our first team over to, for a friendly." And I said, "Well, thanks for the warning, Jake." <laughs> so we'll, we'll fill some reserves, so we'll give you a chance of winning the game. <laughs> I've not spoke to him since, but I'm sure he's okay. Oh, brilliant, brilliant! And it's nice because that's a, a big gesture. People sometimes don't realise that 
Um, and it's sometimes mentioned in uh, transfer deals, isn't it? If, if a, a big club buys someone from a smaller club, they'll throw in a friendly as well because it's real for a club of Mikelova's size to fill the ground and watch Burton's first team is a, it's a big old Fantastic. payday. Oh, we, 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 I mean, when they bring, we'll make three, four thousand pounds out of it. Uh, I mean, a, a club that really does help, but I forgot to mention this, is Coventry. Yes. Uh, Coventry's been excellent to us, you know. It's uh, Mark, you know, any players he's got, do you need anybody? And we get loan players from, um, from Coventry, FOC. As we did, uh, we had the. Stoke City did last year. We had the England under 18 goalkeeper on loan for the season, totally free of charge. And it's tremendous. Yeah, that's incredible. You know, when these, when these clubs want to help non league football, and I'm sure they help other clubs as well, not just ourselves, obviously. Yeah, of course. Because I think grassroots football is so important. You know, when you. How much play in the Premier League players are earning and all that? And you think, come on, this one has got to come down to non-league football. It has. You know, certainly. one day it will do. It's going to be once non-league football resumes. It might be uh, a while after league football fully resumes. But I think it's going to be more important than ever to go and support your local non-league team and, and keep them going because. They've had um, like funding pages and and different fundraising things to just keep these clubs yeah. that are they're very hand to mouth, aren't they? Some of them. So you go and support your local non-league team when this is over. Yes, I mean we're hand to mouth, but um, we. I must say the people of Midlove have been tremendous support for us. Really have, you know, they, they come and they support anything we do. They support us, which is lovely. It's uh, yeah, we have nothing but th- big thanks for them. One thing I did want to talk to you before I let you go, Don, is about being involved in the cricket club because that's my real passion. I'm obviously a big well, football fan, but I'm a member down at Derbyshire. And how did uh, how did you first come about getting involved at Derbyshire? Well, it, it, it's a good one. This <laughs> I was, we, we've always been a a, um, a big supporter of Derbyshire, and uh, I was asked to be president for two years. Well, normally what happens, you chair, you chairman, then you you get promoted to uh, to, to the be president. But I was president for two years, and that, the way the club was being run, it wasn't very good. So I went from president to chairman. So I was chairman for about eight years, and uh, just and we built the club up. I appointed John Morris as our director of cricket, and that was huge. Yes. Real, Big appointment. John did a tremendous job. Uh, then Keith Loring joined us as a chief executive and commercial. And all of a sudden, we took the club over. You know, we we, we put a marquee up, but it's what's still there today. Uh, we had zero borrow wins. We, uh, we signed some great players, you know, not wins. John Morris did. And uh, then we got the... We, uh, we did a deal with the council at Chesterfield and we took the club back to Chesterfield, which is a real bonus. And it was, it, it was good fun. Then, uh, I don't know, I think I find it very hard to work sometimes with, with committees. And um, it was just, I'd, I'd lost interest in it by then, you know. People, when you have to do all the dirty work, there's nobody about. And when the when things are going well, everybody wants to interfere, and uh, 
That's my fault, really, I suppose. But but yeah. I, love, I love the cricket like you do, Blake. It's um, it's really enjoyable, and, and, and it was good times. And, and we got the cricket going again, and I think now they're doing tremendously well. I won't say that. I think they've got a great chairman. They've got a great chief executive with Ryan, and uh, I think they're going places. And um, and good luck to and 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 they've got a great cricketer and. Uh, you know, when I say John Morris signed some great players, he, he was responsible for Wayne Madsen coming to the club. And, yes. Uh, what, what a player Wayne is. And he's been recently voted in the greatest ever 11, Derbyshire 11, which is, for someone so modern, oh, is incredible. And what a lovely man. Yes. It's, uh, so that football and cricket has been really kind to me. And I just hope, you know, I've given people pleasure in what I've put back into the community. It's, uh, and I think... That, a lot of people do. You do get a lot of pleasure out of it, I must admit. Well, incredible. And just, I've kept you long enough now, Don, but before you go, will you tell us about the, the you having a game for the NHS at Mickleover, aren't you? Yes, we are. Uh, it's, it's just a thank you to, to the wonderful guys at the National Health Service. Uh, we're hoping to do it on 30th of July, which I, I don't think will happen with, uh, with all the restrictions, but it will happen in the autumn. Uh, I just rang one or two of the, my friends up, and it, it just came, gained momentum. You know, I mentioned Kevin Hector. Kevin wants to play. Uh, uh, Stevie Howard's coming down. Uh, well, there's about blimey, there's about forty ex pros. I think they'll be. I think they'll play about three minutes each. <laughs> Don Goodman's coming. I, I can go down there. Mick Hopkinson was just mentioned. Uh, some of the Burton lads. Yeah. And, and there was. The response is, it was brilliant. Then we, so I think there's about 12 guys from the National Health Service. So what we do is we're mixing the teams up. So they don't have the rights of playing with Sean Barker and Archie Gemmell, Roger Davis. And it'd be good. And all the proceeds, it's, it's going to be free admission, but we're going to be out there with buckets and all the money. But from the gate, and all the players are doing it for nothing, will go to the, the National Health Charity, which is, I mean, haven't they done a fantastic oh, job? Incredible. Yeah. God bless them. My, um, I'll be definitely coming and I'll push it as much as I can because my little brother's a, a paramedic during this time and he's had the, he's had the virus, so I'll definitely come down and support all that. So, is, he, yeah. is he okay? Yeah, fine, yeah, yeah, all, all good and all back, back working, but it's obviously affected me for seeing how, uh, how hard he's had to work, so I'll be down and supporting it. And there isn't, Blake, isn't there some wonderful people? You know, you always hear about the bad news, but isn't there some fantastic, wonderful people in this country? Oh, incredible. Incredible. Yeah, I'm very, very proud of them, most of them. And I think one of the positives that will come off the back is people might start being a bit nicer to each other and helping each yeah. other out a little bit more. I hope so. I hope so. That's what life's all about, isn't it? Being happy and to be nice to people. Yeah. Nothing else matters. And, you know... Let's move forward as one. Lovely. Well, thank you very much for your time, Don. I do really appreciate it. I'm just starting yeah. out, and having you, having your time is amazing. No, I hope people and yourself find it interesting. Oh, I think there's definitely well some brilliant stories there, Don. And <laughs> next time I see you at Horsley, uh, we'll have to have a couple of holes. <laughs> yeah, I will do. I'll be most likely on your fairway anyway. I'm never on the own. <laughs> brilliant. And if not, I'll see you at the 19th. Look, look forward to it, mate. Cheers. Thank you. God bless you.